0: hey this is Sven from board and you're listening to interview under fire
1: all right everybody i want to welcome you all back for a new episode of interview under fire this is your host sunny and this time i'm along with a monstrous talent and sven de callaway uh also known as sven show from what i heard you know it's an honor man thank you so much for joining our iuf series today now for today in particular I want to do something special to start the episode off and that is holding a moment of silence for an immensely revered talent who recently passed away untimely as you can get the late great drummer joey jordison mostly known for being the ex-drummer of slipknot he's also known for playing his parts in Satyricon, corn metallica to name a few and joey has made a significant positive impact on people like us and in the world not only in the world of music uh, i mean even just heavy metal in general Uh, Sven, if you could join me in this particular honor as we hold this brief silence to remember someone like Joey. All right, Sven. Thank you so much, man. You know, uh, before we get the episode started, I want to ask, you know, if you have any favorite memories of Joey that you can recall, did you know him very well? I know you guys, have you guys been, you know, touring memories? Do you have anything like that you want to share with the fans? No,
0: I, I mean, I met him once. Uh, we played a festival. It, now it's called Hellfest, but before it was called Hellfest, it was called Furyfest. Oh, wow. um, and I think
1: this was during their Subliminal Versus uh, tour. This was a while but back. We, I think this was like oh, yeah, yeah. mid-2000s, yeah. I believe. Yeah,
0: yeah. So on their third album, I believe. Um, so we, we played at festival with them and and I met a couple of them backstage. So Joey's setting up and um, yeah, he was a very nice guy, a very obviously talented drummer. Uh, and, and I'll never forget, you know, I, I saw Slipknot uh, on the Iowa tour.
1: Yeah. And
0: when, you know, I don't know if you've seen the show back then, but they had they were one of the first bands that I saw that that the huge kabuki up in front, the, the big flag, you couldn't see the stage. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So when, you know, they they played, they started with People Equal Shit and the thing dropped down. And it was just like a wall of sound attacking you. It's like, holy crap. You know, it was one of those moments where you had the entire I don't know how many thousand people there were there but the entire fucking room was just moving and, and that you know be it if you're a fan of that kind of music or not that just does something to you you know that shows you that that energy that is there and it's so captivating it, it's something and you know the upside down drum solo he did and all that shit, that was i was yep. blown away that was really really cool
1: And I remember seeing exactly what you said, the upside Mm -hmm. down drum solo back in, I think it was the inaugural Mayhem Fest back in 2008. I think it was Mm -hmm. 2008 or 2009. I know it was one of the first Mayhem Fests. And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, everybody knew about Slipknot, obviously, but the one commonality that people were discussing after the show was over was, man, did you see Joey Jordison? That's the one thing I would always hear from all the fans, even even the next week. I mean, it goes to show, I mean, you've been pointed out yourself how big of an impact someone like him and the legacy he's left behind. I mean, it has such a big impact on the music that we love. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we could just talk about him alone on one episode forever, but uh, I really appreciate you, you, know, sharing that memory, you know, Joey, uh, you know, you'll always be loved. You'll always be missed Uh, rest in power, legend, and your legacy lives on. I really appreciate you uh, sharing that moment with me, Spin. Of course. Now, let's get to it uh let's uh talk about this because this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the almighty aborted with the release over your 11th studio album maniacal which unleashes september 10th through century media records and sven i just want to commend you guys on all the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far especially with those jaw-breaking singles that dropped impetus Odie and "Drag me to hell there's just so much to unravel about this highly anticipated record and what you guys are all about but before we get to all that beyond, I mean, we talked about it before the interview happened, Sven. Now that there seems to be a light at the end of this long tunnel we've been in, you know, I can't help but ask, man, how are you holding up? How has life been in Belgium for the last seven months, if I can't even ask that question?
0: It's been okay, you know, Um we We were fortunate to be able to actually you know write and finish the record during all this time. It's definitely been challenging for for everybody. You know, I, I'm sure everybody in the music you know business has been uh, dealing with it in in their own way. It's, it's not been an easy situation, but you know as as far as normal life goes, it's it's been okay. Yeah. Uh, I personally have been lucky enough to be able to keep working this entire time. But uh, usually, you know, I work X amount of months in a year and then I tour X amount of years right. months <laughs> in a year. So I'm going a little crazy uh, from no breaks from work. So I'm just looking forward like everybody to, you know, be able to do the thing that actually, you
1: know, is your passion. I mean, has the last 18 months opened up new things for you, Sven, personally or even artistically that you may have not discovered before you yourself? Maybe something that doesn't involve music because i remember you had that those that design studios called avernus is that still Mm -hmm. in existence
0: no not really
1: um i don't really do that kind
0: of stuff anymore unless if it's for friends like i do i did some artwork and 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 stuff for uh i I do it for a board i do it for my friends in then right and if you know i have other buddies that need some help that's fine but uh, i'm actually uh um, my full-time job is i'm a product designer uh, for digital products so mobile apps uh, web apps whatever
1: yeah, That kind of
0: stuff, uh, that's what I do. Um, but have I discovered new things? Well, I, just, I discovered <laughs> riding a bike because at some point that was the only thing we were allowed to do.
1: <laughs> hey, that's a good so, thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it, honestly, I live sort of out in the countryside. And the positive thing about all this stuff is that I've actually gotten to discover or rediscover a lot of areas that I, you know, I, I forgot about since I was a kid. Yeah. New areas that I didn't know. So, you've actually been exploring a lot more local things than, than you would imagine.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I feel like, you know, obviously staying busy during this time is an easier said than done process. And uh, I'm really glad to see that you're doing something. I mean, as simple as riding a bike, you know, I feel like that's like so much to ask for these days. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, it really, it really, you know, I feel like it really lets you escape in a place in your mind that you may not have been able to before. So, I, you know, just little things like that. But uh, I'm glad you're doing that. You know, uh, obviously staying busy is important. Now, staying busy, you're talking about, you know, touring for certain amounts of time, right? And obviously Mm -hmm. that wasn't there for you as a luxury because it Mm -hmm. kind of, you start to think about like, oh man, I start to really appreciate that now. And something that fans, maybe a lot of fans don't know is that Aborted, you guys have been around since 1995. Now, whether it's with Aborted or Bent C, Coffin Feeder, Oracles, You've been at this for a while, Sven, and by that mm-hmm. I mean extensive touring. You performed at, you know, Brutal Assault, Bloodstock, seventy thousand tons, Vakken to name a few over the years. What is it about performing live that you love the most, or maybe even you know miss the most? Do you have a newfound appreciation about it now?
0: I mean, I, I think I always had it because for me. Playing live is is w- what all you know. this is all about. A rec- doing a record is really cool. Uh, obviously, it's something to be very proud of and, and look back at. But playing live and, and just the communication with the crowd and, and the energy that you get, because to me, board it's all about energy. Uh, when we play live, yeah. you get energy. And, and that's what we give to the crowd. And hopefully, we get back. Uh, it's a very cathartic experience. And for, for me, it's you know the outlet for whatever negativity is going out. I can pour that out. You know on stage and and then everything's fine you know yeah so for me that's the main thing honestly
1: yeah and again i want i don't mean to sound like a broken record it's a simple thing like you know putting music out there for the people here's the thing is man we love we love heavy metal because of the energy that bands like you and like slipknot you know what the energy that you guys exhibit on stage the inter the interchange with the fans you know it's no other no other music has what we have so it's always Mm -hmm. interesting to think about that because we you know, we saw live streaming for the last 18 months for heavy metal, and it's it's not the same. So I wanted to get your take on that, and you couldn't have put that more beautifully. Now, we talked about so many things. Let's talk about Mania Cult, finally. The 11th album uh, dropped September 10th on Century Media. Now, I want to repeat the words here, 11th album. Before we get to the nitty-gritty on Mania Cult, Sven, do you ever just stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? Because 11 records is not an easy thing to do.
0: it's it's pretty crazy if you think about it definitely makes me
1: feel a lot older (laughs) but uh
0: it's it's uh, it's weird if you think back at it because i remember you know when we started out we did our first demo i think it took us until 98 to to have a decent lineup and put our our first demo Mm -hmm. uh and then when you do that you know you're just like oh man i hope one day you know we can release an album and and then you finally get to do that and then You know the ball starts rolling you're starting to tour and then just things just keep happening and you just go with
1: it and before you know it you're 11 albums deep and you're like what the hell is going on (laughs) (laughs) and not only that you know on top of 11 albums 26 years and you guys have had that level of consistency despite the lineup changes yet here you are Mm -hmm. you are the original member since the dawn of all this i want to make sure people out there know that is there any such thing as pressure for, you, spent, for when you, you, know when you sit down to write a whole new album or even just a follow-up again, considering mm-hmm. we are well into Aborted's career at this point.
0: Oh yeah, of course. You know, there's always people are going to be judging your stuff. Uh, but that's, you know, regardless if you're new, you have two albums out or not, uh, or you have a long, you know, lasting career. Uh, but yeah, usually what we do is just we sit, you know, we sit down and we discuss what we've done in in the last uh, the last record or the last couple of records and, and we were just analyzing where do we, do we want to go with this? What kind of direction do we go want to go into? yeah What do we want to explore? How can we elevate what we're doing now? That sort of shit. You know, what do we want to do more and what didn't work so great for us? Especially, you know, if you're considering playing some songs live and they don't turn out the way you want them to be on the stage as you expected them to be. Hmm. So we're mainly taking that live aspect into account and trying to write as, as good records as we can
1: that translate well to the stage. That's, that's the main thing for us really. Yeah, and if I may spend, this is follow-up to 2018's Terror Vision, and this is quite the follow-up, because as a fan, as for someone who's been listening to you guys for a good amount in your career, and I also love the fact that you guys are all nerds. I mean, I can relate to you guys personally. <laughs> on that, I love that. Now, and you guys have always had this knack for bringing that sinister sound that incorporates death metal, textbook technicalities, fusing t- uh, tech death, and death grind and grindcore you've kept this identity and grew upon it i think with Maniacult, shit you've raised the bar yet again i mean from songs like verdure to portal of acuity which is my personal favorite uh vulgar quagmire to drag me to hell to uh i predated letty and this is just another impressive addition into Bordas' catalog so uh walk me through this sven sven show you know when did the writing for Maniacult begin for you and was there a specific sound you guys already had in mind for Maniacult? Um, well, Lo- loaded question. We, I know. <laughs> no, yeah, that's
0: that's fine. Uh, basically, when we we started writing, I, I want to say it was even before the pandemic. Um, so we we had already started uh recording, I think, end of the end of last of the year, yeah, end of the year before the whole pandemic 2019 started, yeah,
1: okay, end of that
0: year, so because we, we finished recording the Grand Masquerade P around summer and we immediately continued because like, all right, well, you know, we, we got to write records record. So um, basically what we wanted to do is just take what we had on TerraVision, RetroGore and all that, and just um, take it a step further uh, on certain aspects, like flesh out the, you know, the dark atmospheric parts a bit more, Keep the technicality and the speed in there, like I think there's some of the fastest stuff we've ever done in this new record, but also um, have as many dynamics uh, as possible on the record, so there's a lot of variation going on. yeah, I think w- with TerraVision, it was a very intense record and very dense record from start to finish, where this one has a lot more going on in terms of variation. Uh, there's a lot of different things happening and and we also brought back a bunch of things that we haven't done in a long time. So we we wanted to even, you know, bring some of those, even going back to Engineering the Dead, you know, Gormageddon, Archaic Abattoir, that kind of vibe, we wanted to bring some of those type of songs back as well. So in in my opinion, it's sort of a record that more or less represents the entire career of the band.
1: Yeah. And I want to piggyback off what you just said, because something else that was a bigger part of this production is, is the sound because, With the production, there was that natural evolution to your sound. I mean, it sounded so polished. It sounded powerful. It sounded just right, not overproduced. Like, I heard everything. And I'm an audiophile these days, you know, Sven. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. Now, I want to mention two names out there. And uh, and I'm probably missing some other names, but I know in particular, these two played a huge role on manifesting Mania Cult's evil sound. Christian Cole and Lander Kluse. Because Christian, he's with Cole Keller Studio and Lander, who's the owner and sound engineer over at her studio in Belgium. And you recorded your vocals separately there. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So the,
0: dr- the drums were done with Zach Oren uh, in, uh, I think it's in Oakland that his studio is. Okay,
1: okay. So they did the
0: drums there. The guitars, roll, and bass were done uh, at home. And then I recorded the vocals at the uh, London studio, uh, her studio is back here in, in, in Belgium, and then Cola mixed everything.
1: That's correct. So I wanted to ask if there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you, you know when you had this team working on Maniacult with you. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um we we'd never worked with Zach before, but it turned out really good. Uh, he did a fantastic job and he had a great resume. Very, very cool guy. Result was fantastic. Uh Cola, we're you know, we're used to working with him, so we know what we can expect. Right and uh, longer i've I've been recording pre-productions with him for a long time. I recorded uh, vocals for my other bands there. So he lives ten minutes from my house, and we've been friends for years. So he knows how you know how to work together and, and and get the best out of things. And the actual advantage of the situation of us not being able to record together is that we had more time. Um, we did pre-productions of everything, and once the drums are recorded, I could just, you know, take my time recording whenever I wanted to uh, spread much more out uh, in time than, than before. Because when we actually, you know, lock us- ourselves up in the studio for a couple of weeks, you get to the point where you have to do vocals and then you have to knock, you know, the entire record out in four or five days, which is uh, quite stressful and, and, you know, physically very hard uh, to make sure that, you know, you, you sound fresh. Or every song from beginning to end, where this time you know you just do a couple songs, you take a couple days off or a week off, you do the the next couple songs, and you have the advantage of listening back to what you did and making the necessary adjustments if you think you know you want to change some parts or you have a cooler idea that comes along, you can do that. So that was definitely a cool advantage for me this time around
1: yeah send a lot more of like a relaxing uh, production process for you and you know shout mm-hmm. out to those guys for bringing out this sound on this album you guys have absolutely nailed it now throughout aboard music catalog I, I i was dying to get to this because the songs that have been written obviously have been more or less been about you know death gory violence and psychopathy you know obviously you know, cannibal corpse is doing their old thing over there but here you guys doing what you're doing and it's chaotic it blends in so well you know between writing and structuring the songs and the production process like you just talked about i'm hoping you can shed some light on this i mentioned how we're all nerds right because if i'm correct Mm -hmm. mania cult's origin started with an action figure and you guys have built this whole universe (laughs) and album concept based off of this action figure am i right
0: (laughs) yeah that's correct that is correct what is the Um, name of this
1: action figure take us through this world man
0: (laughs) so basically you know we always come up with some uh, really nerdy silly you know pre-order items to, to kind of you know really round out the, the collector editions for the fans so you Love know they, they have they have a cool reason to, to get the record because there's some exclusive stuff I feel like a kid in a candy store because I get to do silly shit with my band uh, so this time around um, actually Lunder uh, from her studios he, he also makes his uh, custom He-Man figures and I was talking to him, like, I don't know what we can do with this next record. And he was like, well, why don't we have an aborted action figure yet? And I was like, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> so we figured 26 out... 26
1: years into it, why not? <laughs>
0: yeah. So we figured out to do that. Uh, and he, um, we, we hooked up with um, a Belgian um, 3D sculptor called uh, Martin Verhoeven. Okay. Uh, we came up with the idea of this 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 figure called uh, Wayland Thurston, uh, which is based off the narrator in *The Call of Cthulhu* from Lovecraft, <laughs> and basically it's this Perfect. 80s, 90s type slasher figure. Think your Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy, whatever you 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 have. Um, type of figure that uh, wants to summon demons to enslave and destroy mankind and uh, open portals to other dimensions to unleash some creatures. And uh, so with that concept in mind, we went to Par Olofsson who made the album cover. But everything is, is sort of a, a concept, a, uh, how shall we say, the, the real secondary meaning behind the cover, uh, the metaphor would be mental health. Mm, if you look right. at the at the album cover, you see all these creatures, you know, surrounding um, this guy. Who's, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it, it's actually just all voices in his head. He's batshit crazy, and that's the world in his head where everything is just fucked up. So that's basically the real concept of the record, and you know, we we gave it the whole aborted sauce, uh, to just to name it that. Um, yeah, And the whole record is just dealing with a lot of the craziness that's been happening the last couple of years.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I began to think about like, you know, if themes, because, you know, there's so many bands who do like 10 songs in the studio and that it. they don't really care about themes, mm-hmm. but you guys have really turned it from the inside out, especially with the creativity within throughout your entire catalog. Like I said, I mentioned this was an impre- another impressive addition to your catalog and you kind of just explained it for me right there. That's, that's amazing. Like really goes to show how much of of hard work you guys have put in to put this out there for your dedicated fan base. And I can't wait for this to drop, you know, uh, Sven from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we have discussed about, you know, whether it's being in a band that's been through the hard earned success, playing and touring for as long as you have, and the people you have met and work with doing these genre defying records, and your band, Aborted, I mean, you guys are credited as, one, credited as one of the bands who play this key role as contributors to not only brutal death metal, but just heavy metal in general. And here we are in a new chapter in Maniacult. What is the most rewarding part for someone like you, Sven, who is now at this point in, the, in their career, you know? In other words, did all that sort of just play a part in helping you grow as an artist? Hell, as a person even. <sighs>
0: yeah absolutely uh, of course and i think the most rewarding part is just that after all this time we're somehow still relevant and and still able to do some really cool stuff with music and you know still play around the world and and, and meet people and and just do you know play cool shows for me that's what it's all about you know we we're able to put out all this crazy merch do you know an action figure i asked me 20 years ago if we're gonna release an album let alone you know have an action Action figure figure. (laughs) dumb stuff so it's it's really a a crazy experience and you know the fact that you you go on tour and you share all those experiences with some of your best friends is it's just uh, a really good you know it's something very important and that enriches your life
1: yeah, uh, man, this has been such an honor, Sven. I'm going to let you go here because you got another interview to get to. But man, do you have any last words, any shout outs, anything else you'd like to plug in as far as Maniac Cult or Aborted or Coffin feed or even Bent C before we finish things off here?
0: Well, yeah, first of all, thank you. Uh, record comes out on September 10th. Uh, we'll be on tour in the States, hopefully somewhere summer next year. That's what we're working on right Looking now. Looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully people dig it. Coffin feeders got an EP coming Uh, actually around Halloween. And there's another band that I'm in called Fetal Blood Eagle, uh, which is actually an American band based out of New England. And we have a first album coming out on Listable Records next February.
1: Perfect. Man, Sven, hey, you're busy, man. And you're busy with what you love doing as a passion. I mean, I want to thank you because I wouldn't be here today without the music you put out through your career. So much appreciation to what you've done. Thank you very much. Um, everyone who's listening this is the almighty sven from aborted maniacal drop september 10th on century media records uh you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams check us out on interview sven thanks again my man uh be safe in belgium um can't wait for the record to drop have a great tour coming up in 2022 hopefully we we'll see you guys here in dallas stay safe and i'll talk to you next time buddy
0: right on thank you have a good night